I'm Heidi Harris. Welcome to the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find these podcasts at HeidiHarris.com. You can also subscribe for free at iTunes. And you can listen to my live daily show at 670 AM KMZQ in Las Vegas. I do the show 9 AM to 10 AM weekdays. So you can't miss me even if you try to. Let's talk about the Supreme Court and the so-called Muslim travel ban. Now, the Supreme Court has upheld Donald Trump's ban on people coming in from certain countries. It's a temporary ban. We don't know how long it'll last. But ultimately, without getting too in the weeds on it, here's the important part. Donald Trump decided that people coming in from certain countries where we cannot ascertain who they are and why they're here should not be coming into at least temporarily. Now, the most populous Muslim countries in the world are places like Indonesia, India, Pakistan. They are not on the list. And a lot of folks were saying, why isn't Saudi Arabia on the list? Yeah, that's a great question, isn't it? Anyway, the countries that were on the list are countries where it's just not possible to discover whether or not people are coming for the right reasons or whether or not they mean us ill, okay? And so the Supreme Court made a great decision, and here's the reason. They decided that based on the executive order that Donald Trump put out, that it was legally within his rights to do so. That is a great distinction because the folks on the left side of the Supreme Court were hysterical. Their attitude was, well, Donald Trump said horrible things about Muslims on the campaign trail, so therefore, no, 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 no. The right side of the Supreme Court, including Justice Kennedy, also said, no, no, no. They're not expressing a view on the soundness of the policy. They weren't arguing as to whether or not it was a legitimate policy. What they were saying was he has legitimate purposes. Justice Roberts, speaking for the majority, said their proclamation is expressly premised on legitimate purposes, preventing entry of nationals who cannot be adequately vetted and inducing other nations to improve their practices. He said the text says nothing about religion. Once again, there are people who are upset. They think Donald Trump hates Muslims. That's not true. But even if he did and he didn't put it in the text, the executive order, then guess what? It wouldn't have mattered. Now, the difference between this particular case and the case with Masterpiece Cake Shop in Colorado is that the Colorado Civil Rights Commission, when they went after Jack Phillips, wanting to force him to make a cake for a gay wedding, they went on the record making very disparaging comments about Jack Phillips' religion and really disparaging comments and dismissing his religious concerns about it, all right? That was the difference. In Donald Trump's case, it wasn't like he put it out an executive order saying, I hate Muslims, I don't want those kind of people here, and that's the deal. He didn't do that. And the Supreme Court, because they're not an activist court, actually looked at the law. They didn't look at the merits as to whether or not it was a good idea for him to do that. They looked at the law. Does he have the legal right to do that? Yes, he does. Two of the countries exec- identifying the executive order, North Korea and Venezuela, were excluded from the court challenge. And a third, the country of Chad from Africa, of course, was removed from the list in April after the White House said it improved its information sharing practices. But here's the thing. Once again, once again, the most populous Muslim countries were not on the list. So when the press tries to tell you that it's a ban on Muslims, it's fake news. You may disagree with it, but it's fake news. It's not true. That's not what he said. And that's why he gets so upset with fake news. Listen, there's plenty to criticize Donald Trump or any other president about. But when you're making stuff up, it's just ridiculous. For example, in Nevada, Question one was the question about more gun control and more background checks on guns. It was a Bloomberg push in Nevada. 
Now, the problem is that when question one was drafted, they explicitly said that the FBI would conduct the background checks. Well, they were warned by the gun proponents that it was a bad idea the way it was written, and they didn't care. They went ahead anyway. And so now that the law was passed by the voters, Adam Laxalt, as the attorney general, can't implement it because the FBI said, no, we're not going to do your background checks. You already have the ability to do that. We're not going to do it. So what does the fake news press do? They go after Adam Laxalt and they say that he doesn't want to implement a law that the voters put in place. That is a lie. He can't implement the law based on the wording of the law. Now, the activists don't really care what the law says. They want something done, and they don't care if it's legal or not. They don't care if it's constitutional or not. They don't care about any of that. They just want what they want done. And so thank God that Donald Trump is the president of the United States because this is why the Supreme Court matters so much. There was also a ruling about so-called pregnancy centers in California, the ones that don't do abortions. There was a big push to have them identify themselves as places that don't provide all the services. Well, you know what? I'll tell you something. I'd love to see Planned Parenthood have an adoption attorney sitting in their lobby hey, uh, or in an office in the building. Uh, ladies, uh, when someone comes in and they're pregnant, um, if you'd like to consider adoption, there's an adoption attorney over here in this room you could speak to. As a matter of fact, she can direct you to some services where you could be taken care of until the baby's born, if it's a tough situation, and you can maybe pick the parents, whatever. Planned Parenthood doesn't do that. They don't give you all the options. You get in, they offer you an abortion, and that's it. That's all they offer you. And so these other pregnancy centers that do not offer abortions, they don't lie about it. They just don't offer abortions. Women come in, they get a pregnancy test. In some cases, they get a free ultrasound, which in many cases changes the woman's attitude about the baby growing inside of her. She decides to keep the baby. That's not a lie to anybody. These centers aren't obligated to provide abortion services along with everything else. Once again, the activist court, the activist left of the court was furious about this because they want women to be basically encouraged to have abortions. And they don't think that these centers that don't push abortion, which is their agenda, should exist. Hey, listen, if you're all about abortion, then you send your teenage daughter who's pregnant to Planned Parenthood. But women should have the option to go get a free pe pregnancy test and a free ultrasound. You think Planned Parenthood's going to give you that? What are they so upset about? Well, we know what it is. It's all about money, right? When a woman who's pregnant goes to Planned Parenthood, nobody's talking about a baby. Nobody's talking about giving her an ultrasound so she can see what's going on inside of her body. What they want these women to believe is it's an inconvenience. It's a clump of cells. I remember being in high school and being told that uh, a developing fetus was no different than a chicken for a certain period of time. I mean, this is the kind of garbage they've been pushing for a very long time. Now, maybe you think I'm wrong about everything I'm saying. Okay, well, you have the right to that. But Take your daughter somewhere else. Pro-life centers have a right to exist, and they have a right to not talk about abortion or at least say we don't provide those services and send somebody out the door somewhere else. But Planned Parenthood's not giving women all the options. They've been on record saying they give women low-dose birth control, knowing full well that a teenage girl, the average one at least, will be back several times before she reaches the age of like 20, 25, having several abortions, they know that. This is how they make their money. They don't make their money sending the women off to services that might give them the help they need. Most of the women who have abortions, most of the women I've known, have had abortions because they got pregnant by the wrong guy. They don't want to raise a child with that guy. That's the case in many instances. But there are a lot of women who don't 
choose to have the baby because they don't have any place to live safely. They've been kicked out of their home. Their families aren't okay with it. The boyfriend's not okay with it. If they had any possibility of having some support and having a safe place to live to continue their pregnancy, they would. Sometimes they keep the baby. Sometimes they give it up for adoption. This is the thing that the pro-life centers offer for these women. They direct them to places where the baby and the mom actually have a chance. This is not what Planned Parenthood wants you to do. They have no interest whatsoever in giving women all the options available to them. And so thank God, once again, Donald Trump's in the White House because the Supreme Court is not an activist court. They look at the law. Does a pro-life center have the free speech right to be able to talk about this? Are you infringing on their free speech right by telling them they have to talk about abortion or they have to come out and say, we don't provide abortion services at the front door? Is that what they're required to do? Should be required to do? No, of course not. So these are the reasons I don't understand the anti-Trump folks. And I know they're still out there. They're never Trumpers. They're miserable people. They just constantly pick on him. But they have to understand that even if they don't like him, even if he's a little uncouth, even if he's undisciplined with some of the things that he says, ultimately, the people who are underneath him, the thousands of people who are appointed as a result of a presidency. The people on the Supreme Court, the other judges, all of these people make a difference in everybody's life. And in many cases, they'll have a lasting impact on America. So I am just bored with the never Trumpers. I really am. You've got to get in the boat and row. No, he's not perfect. Everybody knows that. There's no such thing as a perfect president. There's no such thing as a perfect person, politician or otherwise. So this is just an example because these cases could have been huge. If pro-life centers had been forced to talk about abortion, I mean, that would have gone against their religious beliefs. And there are thousands of places in America where women can access health care when they're pregnant that are not related to Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood would have you believe that if it weren't for government funding, women would have no place to go. That is not true at all. There are thousands of them all over the country. You might have to look, but they're there. A Planned Parenthood gets the most attention, obviously. So thank God for Donald Trump. Thank God for the Supreme Court that's not an activist. And once again, the Supreme Court today, when it came to the Muslim ban, ruled that the ban or the executive order that Donald Trump put out said nothing about religion. That's exactly right. So they looked at what Donald Trump wrote, not what he said on the campaign trail, because everybody makes outrageous claims on the campaign trail. So I'm grateful that Donald Trump's in office. I'm grateful for the Supreme Court decisions, and I'm grateful and hopeful that we have some more opportunities to put more justices on the Supreme Court, because we could have 20, 30, 40 years worth of great decisions based on good justices. But it's sad to me that some of these justices don't really even care. They don't care what the law is. They want what they want, and Sotomayor is a perfect example of that. She actually said that it leaves undisturbed a policy first advertised open and unequivocally as a total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the United States. Well, Donald Trump said a lot of things on the campaign trail, but once again, you can't judge and you can't rule on something that's not in print. He made a lot of claims on the campaign trail, things he wanted to stop entirely, but ultimately that's not what he did. But Sotomayor would have said, well, I don't like what he said on the campaign trail. I don't like him. He hates Muslims, yada, yada, yada. What's interesting, though, is that Donald Trump is obviously not a legal scholar, but he got some good advice when he wrote this executive order. That's why the Supreme Court upheld it. So hallelujah, a great day for the Supreme Court, a great day for Donald Trump, and a great day for national security. It's a start, that's for sure.
I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can join me for my live broadcast weekdays 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. Weekdays 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And be sure and subscribe to this podcast. It comes out three times a week. And you can also check it out at HeidiHarrison.com. By the way, I am now blogging some excerpts from my brand new book, Don't Pat Me on the Head is the title of it. It's getting really great reviews on Amazon. And I appreciate those of you who've read it and have reviewed it. And everybody's giving it five stars. They're loving it because it's a pretty cool book. I think I worked hard on it. Darn it. So check it out. Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. It's available at Amazon. It's also available on Kindle. Until we meet again, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott. Ralph.